Hello everyone, and welcome back to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. And I'm Ryan, the rye bread. I'm Kite. And I'm Rana, the one and only. The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. And sorry if you guys missed me last week. Yeah, you were having some technical difficulties. Welcome back again. Yep. I was really expecting this to happen. I was really expecting for that episode to happen, but the other thing happened. What 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 did Things I miss when I was gone? Yeah. yeah, not much usual. We got an episode yeah. out. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we did manage to talk about Adventures in Fairyland. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fire Emblem Heroes before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was big enough that even without you, we had to make the show go on. Yep. Yep. Thanks a lot. Uh, also, a bit of an apology. Uh, we were planning on having a special guest on the show today, but unfortunately she had to cancel last minute, so hopefully we're going to get her on next week. Yeah. So yeah, it's been an interesting week for a lot of us. Uh, why don't we go ahead and kick it off with the FFB recap of the week? Yep. Well, fast forward but in time, like two or three months because we got FF15 instead with Crown, Pri Crown Prince Noctis and Luna Freya who surprisingly didn't get any special upgrades but they're still pretty good yeah thoughts we're this? going through time of the schedule that Gooby consistently and repeatedly ignores because they don't pay Yay. attention to that at all I think one of the most interesting thing about this banner is that it really serves as a display of how GL managed to change things for the better. Because I remember when this very banner came out uh, to JP, as it was uh, mm -hmm. a banner with both units, I think, as part of the Summon Fest, uh, it caused a lot of outcry. And yep, was it generally one of the worst received piece of content in the game. And it's in GL now, and it's fine. It's a good banner. The free unit is actually very good for the time frame we're at now. Yeah, I've heard Gantiana's awesome. Yeah. Yep, she is. She can solo the entire legendary event. Nice. Now, I remember great. in Japan, these events didn't have uh, actual summon tickets. Um, yeah. Like, they didn't the, have them in the is, King Mog. Yep, this is a this is a completely new format, which actually began in the original Final Fantasy event, but instead we got FF15 here. So we've got a lot of big changes here. First of all, is that they've discontinued the selling of summon tickets, so they, which they... is quite sad. But they've but they have moved the summon ticket as milestone rewards for event points. You literally have to grind it all the way up to like about 50,000 or 60,000 points just to get those summon tickets. Interesting. So is it still and the usual then, number or? Nope, they have reduced it from 10 summon tickets to 7 including, incl plus the one from the first clear on the pro difficulty which that counts to 8 summon tickets and from 3 4 star tickets it's just 1. The event points, on the other hand, from 30,000 total EP, it has been jumped up to 100,000. And 
The five-star special ticket has been increased in amount to two per event. So you can get two five-star base units for free if you have grinded up all the way to 660,000 event points. And if you do that, you are a mad person. <laughs> yeah, that's a Raise, lot. Raise that does sound like a lot, I yeah. Did, I did. I'm a madman. I actually, actually reached 60,000 last Friday. Wait, already? We're still on the first week of the event. He really this, does the thing. This event is really grindy. Because I'm going to tell you this, they have removed a lot of stuff in here. They have also added a lot of a lot of stuff in here with a very expensive price. So here's the thing: the free unit, well, initially in the JP version, you have to buy it for 150,000 currency. Here, we only get them at 7,000 event points instead, which is hooray! It's really good. While the prism is 150,000 currency. And here's another thing, for a Super Trust Moogle, for that specific free unit, you need a grand total of 600,000 currency. Whoa! Just to get the STMR. Yeah, I mean, lot. on my end, I'm probably not going to get the STMR, I'm not going to grind that much. But at the same time, one thing to think about in terms of points is that I think most of these events now are going to have old characters still um, be able to give event points. Like, you get 100% bonus from um most of the older ff15 units well prompto <laughs> gladio and um ignis so most people have them by now so it does make the grind a lot easier especially considering you get a 200 percent bonus unit from almost for free uh yeah. so there is that aspect of it mm -hmm. one and one another ironic fact is that this takes place in like chapter five or six in the game where gladio is supposed to be absent and you get to get to see aranea in action she's not a bonus unit this time around uh it's actually according to this uh old units have 100 percent bonus and 200 percent bonus for free and there's 200 percent bonus available according to tom in the chat <laughs> so is aranea a bonus unit nope She's, She's not. Neither OG Noctis. Mm -hmm. oh, what the heck? Oh, God, even FF15 doesn't care about while her. While Gladio is a bonus unit, despite being absent in that chapter. Yeah, that's strange that I didn't put in uh, Noctis and Aronia in as bonus units. Yeah. Didn't well, even King notice it until well, now. Well, Kingsclave is an exception, except for Libertus. Because he did play a part in the in the main game. Yeah, that's true. Well, Libertus is a bonus unit, but like Crow and um, what's his name? Nix. Nix yeah, and Blocka are not what? in the bonus unit. Well, yes. I guess that's because he's the, the only base three of FF fifteen, but none of the four stars are either. Core. 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 You yeah, get no, Core and Iris for free. Core and Iris are free from the milestone events as well. So oh, you get this to get makes an no extra, sense. Yeah, it's really like it's like they just picked random FF fifteen units out of a hat. Luckily, we got three base five units from that hat. But I mean, okay. Yeah, I managed to dust off my prompto this way. This is just yep. making me hate FF fifteen all over again. <laughs> <laughs> We know, we know you Speaking do. about things you hate, though, hmm. guess what's back for the holidays? Of course it slot is. Machines. No. Oh, that's yeah, not the thing I thought you were going to say. No! Oh, no. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Because I'm one gonna... of the things you get in the mug shop is also some of the slut tokens, and you get some through missions uh, daily and through uh, login bonuses, and then it's back to the old slut grinding. Yep, Fun. we also get one free token every every completion of the King Mog event during daily tasks. I'm I'm actually all for these. I love these slots just because they're free. You can't actually put money in to get any more. Um, yep. Well, at least even if you lose, that's still twenty lapis consolation prize. The aesthetics which... of it are still too borderline for my taste. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't mind the idea that the slot machine or that a free reward system exists. Uh, it bothers me that it's a slot machine because, as Spacebird said the last time we spoke about this, it feels too much like conditioning people to accept gambling. Yep, I I remember that topic about classical conditioning. Yeah. Class, uh, um, how about a couple of episodes ago? Well, <laughs> when I saw them, I immediately started salivating. Sorry, well, I'm psychology and Pablo's dog in here. Oh no, I am. Well, no, I, I, I got the reference. It's, it's well, just. Well, my, my expression for the slots this time around is okay. I'm gonna lose a lot again, especially on the guaranteed rewards. I actually lost once already. I think. Wait, you can't lose on the guaranteed rewards. What do you mean? I, I did. It says guaranteed on the on the on the tenth spin. It's supposed to say guaranteed reward, and then I tried it. Boom! I lost. Triggered. Not Contact surprising. Support. No, yeah. I, I, I just have really, really good luck on slots just in general in life. So I've, I've already gotten like three five plus one tickets. <laughs> you um, lucky bad. I haven't yeah, done my no, kite. Yet. We're, we're going back to you for a second here. Coins. If you lose on a guaranteed reward, that means something bugged out, and you do need to contact support. Yep. They actually admit it's broken. It's oh, broken. cool! Maybe everybody gets more slot coins. Woo! This this would actually have been good. In, they're not going to give more slot coins. They're going to give the guaranteed rewards out because it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. No, but it's not like it's guaranteed. You're going to get something, but it's not guaranteed exactly what you get. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's the only way for them to do that is to put in an additional, like, uh, ten. You get ten more coins. Boom! That'd be nice. Well, let's hope yeah. they're nice enough to do that, but if it's already a known issue, as Tom is saying in chat again, then we really need to, like... Oh, God, that's even worse. Like, their their stupid gambling thing isn't even working properly. I hate all of this! We know you do. Then how about we move on to the next FFB topic of the day? Please. Yeah! The Global Original Unit Vote. Okay. They did this Ooh. already. And... They haven't done no. the thing yet. We're still waiting last on Dwayne. Time, last time they did it for the two and three stars unit, I believe. Yeah, but still, we're waiting on Dwayne. It's been a year. That that vote happened. That vote was revealed at Festa. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Did Dwayne I... won. Dwayne won. Yes, he done. He did. Oh, I totally I... forgot. I love Dwayne. My oh, yeah. actual choice was Camille, and she uh, she was like second or third. She was in the she was in the running. Yep. I, I would I understand it if, for instance, they were 
putting the two votes pretty close together and uh, then we'd have a split banner between the result of this vote and of the last vote but uh, it's too far apart to be this and it's just strange it's still speculation if it's going to happen and no no it has to happen or we'll go mm -hmm. there with, with torch and pitchforks I, I think they're using torches waiting. and pitchforks by now. We The community has torched and pitchforked <laughs> them so many times that it might as well be Tuesday for them at this point. Yeah, but that's how we could then check. It's part of a relationship. Uh, uh, this, this, yeah, this usually fandom. the Gugneers work. I don't think we've gotten them out yet for this specific thing, so time to bust them out. <laughs> With my ter probably terrible pronunciation of that, I tried. It's and better than it used to be. The relationship. Yes. And then they break slot machines and forget votes. Uh. Anyway, um... But look, we each have our past promises we still have to accomplish. I'm still waiting with my two Rico Rodriguez in my inventory to get them to seven stars since E3 2018. Mm. Yeah, they actually they added the sprite data for Rico Seven a while ago, like months ago. Yeah, and they never made it happen for some reason. I'm wondering like if some this... new contract thing fell through. Uh, no, I think they reasserted in uh, the last uh, big stream uh, at New York uh, that uh, he would ba be back uh, as a seven star. Uh, I, I I still want Explore Eileen Seven. That was so yeah. good. And in six star, I liked her so much. Yeah, but at this point, it feels like the problem isn't even in the design or in that they forgot or that they don't know how to do it or anything like that, but that there's not enough weeks in a year. Which yeah, their schedule is pretty packed. I will yeah. say yeah, one I thing about Gumi they've never had trouble delivering total content. Mm. Oh, absolutely. We have something to talk about every week. Every week. And that's a good Every thing, week. you know? I, I mean, for all that we rag on them for some of their perceived mistakes, I, I'm still very satisfied with them overall. Like, yes, they're not perfect, but the things that I like, I really like. Yes. Um, well, okay, who are you so, going to vote just in case, Rana, Ryan? That was literally what I was about to ask, so good job, Kite. <laughs> uh, Sorry, what? I've been kind of leaning towards Ling... But I'm just I'm kind of holding off to be Ooh. honest. I want to wait for that first results to come out with like a top, um, you know, top five or something, and probably choose one from there. So I'll feel like my vote is actually counted. And I haven't voted yet. Same. Um, global original. Who would I like to see? I would have said Olive, but we just got a refresh of her. That's really good. Yeah. 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 They didn't um, include the fan festa one, and then yeah, and I think that's a good choice. It, Let me it's think mostly here. Com it, it's mostly composed of the majority of the global originals were all seasonal limited times. Let me let me go ahead and put in the list here again. Just yeah, let case. me get an update yeah, on Lilith. Would be best. Lilith no, I, 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 I pretty much agree with Tom here. I think Ling, now that you put it that way. I, I agree with Tom and uh, and you guys. I think I think Ling is my choice. She was so cool back Maybe in the that day. other healer chick with the umbrella. What's her name? Yan. Which one was she, Yan or Yun? She was Yan. 
Yun. She wasn't a healer. She was a support. She was like another Riku. I mean, yes, but she. I, I ended up using her healing more often than is necessarily appropriate just because she had it. It was on her double cast and it was helpful. Yep. This is the same as what I've asked. What I've asked Elytra during my feature yeah, paper I... interview from Ryan's question. She, she did say she's, she, she wanted to go for a late. Yeah, I just really don't get why, like, some of the five stars would, you know, really need to be reworked, I guess. I mean, you know damn well I'd pull for another newer Chow, but, I mean, I think I'd rather go for a four star who, you know, really no, I'm, doesn't I'm, have a chance. I'm always good when, when characters get upgraded. Like, it always makes me happy when we get, like, Tinker or Carry or Tide Rider Skaha. Um, characters get called up from lower brackets. It, it just makes me happier. Now looking at the list, now looking at the list, several bad five star bases anyway from the global list. I mean, we know what. Now looking at the list, the one whose design I like the most overall, personally, uh, would be Tsukiko. But I agree that a somewhat recent five star base character is not the kind of choice I'd like to see win. It's a shame um, like, Elsa would... isn't on the list. Who? From Brave Frontier? Technically global original? Elsa? Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Still global? Like, we didn't... Like, Japan didn't get her. But I think they mean, like... I know, I know. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. that would have been what I could have gone for. You know, the one who's actually pretty intriguing to me would be White Knight Noel. Like, what kind of rework would they do with him being a Christmas unit and not being probably released during Christmas? And he is really old. I mean, he was, what, one of the one of the OG Christmas units? So yeah. he yep. might be my he second is. choice. He is. The third choice is Sylvie, given how she is still absolutely top tier in her world. Oh, yeah. yeah no, Sylvie is ridiculous. <laughs> He's still a giant sprite thing. I mean, we can appreciate big giant sprite things. I mean, we're going back. Tom Way says back. it's okay. Esther will win anyways. You know what? Personally, I wouldn't have a problem with that. She's still my favorite of the precursors. I would love it if she was. I would love it if she was back at the top of the list. But yeah, looking at the selection, if we exclude the five star, the five stars on principle, and the ones for, that recently got in the Black Friday event, Link is really the standout character. No, Ling I I and, agree. Yeah, Ling totally Ling. We yeah, only I, got I, like I, pred I predict four, she's. I think we only got like four four star bases of the global originals, and then Aiden was sole three star base. Yeah, actually, no, but I look back at it, we don't have Meteors in it. Oh, mm -hmm. well, he's not he's not global nope. original. Like his he's six not. star oh, is, but he? not him in general. His, his oh, six star that's is global exclusive only. Same for oh, okay. Sirius, Xiao, and ugh, Gilbert. Y you know what? Uh, another one that I would absolutely love to see that I'm seeing on this list, the Wonder Twins. By who in Zukwe? Yeah. Is it Zukwe or Zukwe? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure Q is soft in Chinese. Yes. I think it's Zukwe. Ah, uh, well, Sounds if you're going to make them either... An individual character, maybe? No, no, I like that they're the Wonder Twins. No. I like that there's both of them. The uh, fact that they're a dual okay. unit was the whole reason I pulled for them in the first place. Okay. 
So I think we're going to, you know, just kind of wait and see what's going to happen with all this. But uh, we'll see who wins. And uh, I think yep. uh, that's about it for FFDE for Yep. We got a plenty of time for the popularity contest until next year. So yep. make your votes count. Very interesting next. to see who wins this one. Yeah. So we're hmm. scattering our next topics across a bunch of different games. Um, yep, we do. First one is kind of interesting. We have, of all things, Honkai Impact 3rd. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few gotcha games I've been observing from other people. I've never played this before, but I know it's really file-heavy. And to think that it's almost going to be like Mobius-style, they're going to get a PC version on the day after Christmas this year. Yeah, that's actually very interesting to me, because I've seen gameplay of it, and it seems to be kind of an actioner. It's very interesting. It does. So that feels it, like I'm hoping there's an actual like controller mode. If they if they were nice enough to put in controller support, I may actually play this game. I think it's a, I think it's going to be possible because if I'm going to look back on other games that has been released through the PC version, Mobius Final Fantasy is one of them. They also have controller support with it. Now you see, this is the kind of talk that makes me very interested in this game. Because, usually speaking, when a mobile game gets ported to the, um, when a mobile game gets ported to PC, usually it's a pretty rough emulation. Yep. And they can, and they have heavy files, no doubt. I mean... I don't care about file size, I care about, like, actual UI and integration as opposed to, um, we're just going to replace your touchscreen with mouse clicks. Oh, <laughs> right. I remember playing Granblue this way, and it's kind of a bit unwieldy at times. Yeah, I briefly played Granblue um, before I realized they wanted me to sign up for a DMM account, and I'm just like, this is going to be borderline impossible for me to accomplish. Oh, yeah. But, um... That's a hell of a navigation. Yeah, and I'm like, I yeah. don't think I want to do that. But, um... Yep. The fact that other games, like Mirday is saying, uh, Mobius Final Fantasy on PC looks and plays pretty well... That's really cool. And yeah, I, I wish really... they'd do more of those. I was actually hoping that um, War of the Visions would be released on PC, just like you can get FFBE on PC through their, like, uh, and app or something, but no. Well, that's they're probably waiting on that because there is some, like, programming or conversion time. Um, yep. they're still in progress in that one. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if it went there eventually. I just, you know, that's the kind of thing where I'd like it to have actual, like, mouse support in that game as well, as opposed to, again, just replicating the clicks. Um, but Honkai, again, Honkai is a hard actioner, as far as I can tell from screenshots. It seems to be very much of the Devil May Cry mold. So, um, So it looks like we're going to have some pinnacle of combat there. Yeah, we do. I mean, I prefer it from a game with original characters as opposed to like messing with an established franchise that's great but i mean what can you do right welcome to the 21st century <laughs> um no I'm, I'm i'm very intrigued to see how this plays out um now now explain to me honkai impact third is pretty much your standard gotcha formula it's free to play within with uh with transactions correct yep since honkai impact is a gotcha game well yep okay so Boy, I do not want to dive back into that, but maybe in an action game it'll be a little different and I won't have to. 
because that's going to be a lot mm. more skill-based as opposed to something like FFBE where there is pretty much a hard wall. Trust yeah. me, I played the Soul Calibur free-to-play version. They can make something as skill-based as a fighting game into a complete stat grind. Don't make me sad mm. like this. I'm preserving you for the possibility of yeah. diving into back into Getcha game for the wrong reasons. Uh, that's fair. Um... <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to give this one a shot, but the fact that it's on PC, and if it has controller support, I will give it a shot. I'm going to say that now. And nice. y'all know I can perform you some miracles of this style of games. For those of you who have watched my stream, you've seen me take an underleveled Impa in Hyrule Warriors into a level I had no business beating and still coming out of it the other side. So <laughs> That that elf, that sounds like Mario? Well, that was uh, Legend of Zelda, actually, but yes. Yeah. It was, it was a mess. I should not have done that. That said, we will see what happens, because I am very interested in... Well, that's interesting. Tom is saying Skullgirls was a skill-based gotcha. I've never heard it described that way. That's a fighting game, isn't it? Mm. I thought you that just... sounds familiar, Skullgirls. but I don't Skullgirls, think I've I thought you just really buy it for like 10 bucks. It's the same team that did Indivisible. Yeah. Lab Zero. Yeah. But uh, Tom is describing it as a skill-based gotcha. I'm perplexed. Same. The more I know. I'm not sure I know anything. That actually contradicts uh, information I have, and I don't know what to make of that now. Uh, it's not that I don't believe Tom. I do. I've just literally never heard anyone describe that before. And I'm like, wait, how have I not heard of this? No, the fighting games are totally skill-based. It's the gotcha part that I'm confused about. Yeah. Well, it could be like, you know, leveling up, but still like skill involved, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's still some skill involved uh... in any game. There's no leveling up in it. There's a mobile fighting game gotcha version of Skullgirls. I just hadn't Weird. heard of that. I thought it was just, yeah. you buy Skullgirls. Which I've mm. seen on my Steam sheet a lot. I'm just like, I kind of don't want to play this because I'm not really a fighting game guy. Um, But, okay. <laughs> yeah, alright, alright, I see where the confusion was. Okay. <laughs> My brain hurts after that one. <laughs> so how about uh, Magic the Gathering Arena? How about it, indeed? How well, about it? There's some good and some bad these days in Magic the Gathering Arena. Some of the good first, because there's an event that's supposed to that same that promoting the next set, Heroes Beyond Death. And so they let you play again uh, for an event you enter in for free, and you play one of two pre made decks the Espeth one and the Ashiok one, which has the namesake Planeswalker as a head. And that's the version of the Planeswalker you'll get in Pharos. So it's a bit of a preview. There's a few other cards from the unreleased set. In. And there's some other cards that we are more familiar with from the current sets. Eldraine, Ravnica, and so on. And then they've also added some cards of ancient power and ill repute. Cards like Black Lotus and Max Opal, and Ancestral Recall, and Decree of Justice, which has some really high power, and it's all in a singleton format deck, which is very weird, but pretty fun to play for primates. 
and from the event you also get uh, like free packs uh, of the future set. So that's a f very fun way to promote things, I think. Okay. No, I dig it. Both. That's actually quite interesting. Yeah. And it comes out at the same time as the pre-order, and it's a nice way to get in the mood. Get, have it have a pro digital presence of sorts. Now, on the other side, there's also the Broly Day event. Uh, now, a bit of background. There's several ways to play Magic. Okay. One of them on tabletop, that's the most popular game genre that started to to have been developed by judges and players organically, is named Commander, which is a multiplayer format when one legendary creature is your commander, so you have always access to them. And then you play cards in a single format, and it's a fun genre. But it relies on having the whole selection of cards throughout Magic History to book. So instead, on Arena, we have a format that kind of failed uh, on paper, but is very fun in the context of Arena, which is Brawl. It's basically uh, similar to Commander, but you have a smaller deck, and you only use cards that are in the current standard format, not the oldest ones. And it's how it released, and it was very well beloved at release. And then, because uh, the Arena team apparently feared the other game types wouldn't be as played and claimed that Magic the Arena is standard first, so the most two uh, years of recent sets first, Okay. Uh, they've made it so that on normal week, you can only play Brawl on Wednesdays. What? That's the yes. dumbest thing I've ever heard uh... in my entire life. That's the opinion of a lot of players. So they time-lock one of their game modes? Yes. But wait, there's more. Because Seriously? they did that, and that's been the case for about a month. But uh. then, for the holidays, they let you enter a special event, which is named the Broly Days, which lets you play Brawl whenever you want during the week and not just on Wednesdays. You I... have to pay... You have to pay either a, a long time of in-game grinding or 2,000 gems of purchasable in-game currency to get in this uh, uh, special event. The only reward is a single card you get on your first win and you can craft this card. Hold on. Wow. Yes. You need to pay to get the game mode that you could used to play whatever you want, but then they time-locked it, and then they unlock it, and you have to pay to get into that? Exactly. I'm glad I was clear, because that's a very stupid situation, so your brain is tempted to make the situation shift to become a bit less stupid, but no, it is that outrageous. No, this is very stupid. This is extremely stupid. Yes. It it's terrible. I haven't purchased uh, the, my entry into this mode, and uh, uh, several other prominent um, MTG Arena content creators have promoted to do the same, and instead to focus on how people play Brawl uh, these days, which is that the mode isn't deactivated for direct challenges to people on your friend list. Friend list which was implemented two days ago. A friend list that was implemented two days yes, ago, as of recording. Before you had to 
type in the ID of the player each time you wanted to challenge someone. Better what are they doing with this UI? I couldn't say anything that would still make the final cut because I have <laughs> to be rude to describe it. <laughs> okay, that's so, fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, uh, the best solution is to completely disregard this event, to send a message, and to keep relying on what we'd had to rely so far, which is a, a Brawl-centric uh, Discord server, for instance, where you can talk to other fellow players and join in. Since the game isn't region-locked in any way, it's easy to find a partner and have a bit of fun this way. It's clunkier than just pushing a button and joining a queue, but it's morally superior to paying 10,000 gold or 2,000 gems. I'm very, very in agreement with that. Let's hope they don't treat their new MMO this way. Yes, which is a weird addition, but one I'm curious about. I don't we know don't... that it's that weird. Magic has always been basically this gigantic property. Like, I played it 25 years ago. Yeah, but they haven't really tried a lot of shifts too far for the core card game. No, but I mean, they've had, they've had uh, novels, they've had comics, they've had a few things. It, it always felt like in these... Especially the MMO boom when World of Warcraft happened, Magic just felt like the kind of property that can really get away with it. It's got a lot of lore. Absolutely, yeah. And with the fact it's uh, very multiverse centric, it has an infinity of expansion packs stored in. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would be very interested. I'm. They just announced this Magic MMO uh, at the Game Awards, and it's one of the things that I'm like. It's not a gotcha, and I kind of had to throw it in here from Magic the Gathering Arena to make it make sense on the production order, but, like, for me, I don't know, I'm more intrigued by this than I've been in an MMO in years, and I'm actively playing Lumia Saga right now, so... Yeah, no, that's definitely very intriguing, and the way they will have to twist things around to translate magic mechanics into an MMO environment, because they have to do it to make it have its own flavor. It's going to be very interesting when it comes out, or at yeah. least when we know more details. For now, all we know is that uh, at launch it will have uh, five classes, which are probably one for each color of mana. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that sounds very interesting to me. I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. I'm interested to see what the mechanics are. Again, the universe is rife for it. Um, the universe is plural. Yeah, so I just wanted a brief comment on that, the fact that it exists, and I'm just like, I don't know why anyone hasn't tried this before, and this seems really obvious, and now we're getting it, and I'm actually kind of down with it. Don't mess it up. And it's by Perfect World Entertainment, which means I'm not going to have to pay in, which is going to be nice. Yeah. So, I wonder, are we talking about the awards? I want. I wonder if you got you guys are going to play this Magic the Gathering Arena or MMO Magic. I might. Ooh. I might. I mean, I might check it out. You know, the Magic the Gathering Arena. I actually just watched the the trailer a little bit before. Um, just the original trailer, because I know it's been out for a while, and it seemed kind of interesting to me. I've always really liked uh, card games as they were, you know, physical card games, and even the video games based on card games. Um, actually, is 
probably played one of the weirdest, uh, or I don't know, most made fun of card games a lot, which was Yu-Gi-Oh! And there was mm. a really good PlayStation Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Um, oh, yeah. But... I don't know. Now after the stuff that Rana is talking about with this weird mode being, I don't know. Now I finally kind of have a bad taste in my mouth from it. So Yeah, but let me tell you one thing about online card games is uh, try to not get too attached because I still feel the pain from having played Battleforge. Which was an uh, strategy, a uh, real-time strategy game with a card game element, and it was published by EA. Oh. And then it was dro- uh, driven to the backshed and shot in the back. Fun. Well, your first mistake was trusting EA. So. Exactly. Yup. That, that's the way life service games go. And on that fun note, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. So let's go ahead and take it on around to Fire Emblem Heroes. We talked about Fairyland. What's going on this week, Kite? Well, first of all, if you have played the fan translation of 3776, you might probably know this meme. No. Because this this guy has already arrived here in Heroes as a grand hero. Well, yeah, hashtag in America, this guy. This guy literally, literally fallen right into our trap in in America. And he oh, is a... Oh, translation, right. <laughs> yeah, the best things ever in in the fan translation of 3776. Now, to, to it, it bring a little context to, uh, to Galen's very confused face... Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Thrasher 776 never came out in the West officially, and it was notoriously difficult to translate on a technical level. Most of the groups that tried uh, failed to do so, and one of the only that did it mimed up the translation, and for instance, one of the characters, Kempf, uh, happened to have been given a gimmick uh, from one of the characters in Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, where he randomly said at uh, the end of each of his sentences in America. Okay. And so the meme is now forever attached to this character, even though he has nothing to do with it in the original game. Yeah. Fun. And and the Fire Emblem Heroes community rejoiced it as he joins Book Force starting characters as a limited-time grand hero, which can return occasionally. Now, I have to ask, given you mentioned the community regions, uh, was his position as a grand hero part of a vote or something? Well, most of the grand heroes are based on antagonists or boss characters in general. Ah, I see. There are some grand heroes, however, that are playable allies, so that's, that's the slightest exception. But the majority of the Grand Hero list is mostly villains. Alright. So, he's really he's really taking in on the, the American patriotism here, because he's got a very, very poisonous sword in handy. That's one of his main weapons, so... He's still available right now in the game, so if you want to get his copy, get over it. 
And we've got a new content which arrived around Book 4's debut, which is called Mjolnir Strike. This has something to do with defenses on a massive amount of enemy. So my thoughts in this one is pretty simple. Well, we've got a lot of time to prepare for this, but we never expected this to happen this this early because you get to encounter tons of enemies for the strike mode of this game game mode. It's really so it's a defense mission sort of thing, Ben. Yep, you have to defend. You have to protect the gateways from the oncoming raid raiding enemy. Because if Nick? you fail, because if you fail, you have to do it again. You you, you get points. You get ranked. Yeah, d different event types, different mission types. It's always good in my book. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I won't argue that. I've just had too many problems with defense missions and, and strategy RPGs in my past. Mm. Well, it's it's still good. It's still good. We also got some some other news here. Well, we've got the new event calendar for 2020. Well, let's say two up to 2020 January of 2020. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna get some new events here. We've got some revival events. The Christmas banner is coming as well. And speaking of Christmas... <clears throat> I'm still cracking up. We've, we've got some characters from various Fire Emblem games dressed up as Christmas characters. From Fun. The Blazing, for the Blazing Blade, we've got the younger version of Zephiel. We've got Nino, who is also our Do My Best Girl. She, we also got the sibling duo of Marth and Elise from the Mystery of the Emblem series. And then we've got Jafar as our free unit eventually for the Tempest Trials event, which is also from the Blazing Blade game. And last but definitely not the least, from our very own Three Houses game, we've got Sothis dressed up as a, in Christmas attire. Ah, the evil one herself. No, she's not evil. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, no, she... Jafar already has that role. Yeah, but he's been evil since Aladdin. Actually, not technically, he's Jafar. been evil since Prince of Persia, Wrong. but oh, who's counting? <laughs> Jafar. Jafar. This Jafar dressed up as a, as a reindeer, so not evil. Right, okay. I mean, the what? I mean, the one with Sothis. Mm. Mm. Well, the, the other big, the other big thing about these Christmas units is that this is the third batch that are completely armored type. One space movement only, <laughs> and they're yeah, pretty. Interesting. They're, they're pretty tanky, at least for the most part. But well, we've got our third duo hero here, which is the sibling duo of Marth, which has a really neat support support skill. We still don't have their exact effects here because we've got the trailers going on in there. So hopefully by later tonight or tomorrow, we'll be able to see what are the dual effects of Marth at least. As and for he's so hoping will hear you eleven files say ho ho ho. Uh, I'm gonna go for Christmas so this. I want her. 
I mean, she's she's really cute. The artwork, the artwork that's all the justification cute. you need. Yeah, I mean that's the same artist who made the original. So this, who is a limited time mythic hero. Yeah, look at the smile on her face. <laughs> yeah, she's plotting mm. something clearly. No, um, that's an armored green mage. No, armored green dragon. Oh right, and that's a dragon. And, I, I can make that. And by quotations of dragon, she doesn't transform into one. She fights as herself. Yeah, but her attacks are dragon element. Yeah. But but she's completely immune to dragon killers. Oh, that's nice. Since I heard she... there are plenty with all the falchions going around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Garen from Fire Emblem Fate is also immune to dragon killers. Immune to and... killers. Cool. Yep. Yep, they're completely immune to weapons and skills that are effective against dragons. And we've got a lot of dragon units coming well, by. Time to bring out the armor killers, I guess. Yeah. Yep, Sothis is still vulnerable to armor killers, so this is your chance, guys. Uh, especially for Galen. We, I think I already understand how much he keeps on telling me that Sothis is evil. But she isn't! She clearly is. Evil. No. Evil. No. Look at her. She's plotting something. She hijacks the main character's brain in the first 30 seconds of the game. Remind ah! me, is Fire Emblem Free Houses one of the games in the polls for your uh, spectacular Christmas event thing? No. No one, no okay. one nominated it. All right. No but I, I remember it, it won the Game Awards for... Best strategy RPG. game, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not surprised. It, I mean, other than Felseal, it was pretty much the only like major strategy RPG that came out in this year. So that doesn't surprise me at all. It, from what I understand, it's a really good game. I just, yep, you know, she's is. evil. She just is. No, 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 no. Oh, before we, we before we go and argue again with this Christmas sodas thing. I mean, yep. It's coming tomorrow. If you guys really love these characters, summon them if you must. If they're going to last for the whole month, unlike last time, because Christmas banners in Fire Emblem Heroes usually last only for two weeks instead of 30 days. That's most games, to be perfectly honest. Well, majority of the seasonal collaborate so seasonal units here lasts for one month. This one is completely limited for only two weeks. Hmm. Well, the New Year, well, the New Year banner lasts for a month, for a month as well, as my little observation about. It. And we also got our legendary hero banner that's going to be released on on the day before Christmas, so it's really early this year. We're gonna get to see who is going to be the next character that's going to have a legendary status. So get your orbs ready. I don't know if I'm ready because I I still want that Sodis. But good luck to you guys. Yeah, you do like collecting your bad guys, don't you, Kite? No! I don't! Hey, it's okay, just own it. I have a thing for that great sword users. You have a thing for bad guys. Yeah. It happens. It's yeah. not us yep. who choose the type. It's a type that chooses us. <laughs> well, anyway, that's it for Fire Emblem Heroes. Moving on!
Right on. Okay, let's take it around to Valkyrie Anatomy. Aranikel, what happened? Well, let's start with the good old holiday event to make the transition smoother from good things to other good things. Sounds good. So, so the story starts with Christmas Freya tremendously bored. And by the way, yes, it's Christmas Freya. No gods celebrate Christmas. Apparently. Anyway, mm. she, she is bored and needs uh, Odin to order her to do something, anything. But every job is being handled already. And as a passing remark, Odin also compliments Freya's Christmas outfit. And then Norn hears it. And she thinks that Odin never complimented anyone on their outfit and decides to dress as a Christmas unit too. So now we have Christmas Norn and Christmas Freya. Pretty cute outfits, by the way. Sure. Nice. nice. Can, we get, can we get a picture? Uh, I can get you pictures for both. Give me one minute. Okay. I'm um, interested to see what they look like because I know appearances matter. Okay, so Freya has always been a very major character in Valkyrie Profile. That said, I haven't heard much of her at all from Valkyrie Anatomia. Um, That's because it's not this world's Freya. Uh, I guess it's that makes sense. It's the original crossover unit uh, Freya that uh, joined in... Uh, and decides to stay after coming from another world. So, there's Freya. Okay. And there's Norn. Yeah, those are relatively workable, sure. Yeah. Actually, the wow. more I lo Freya looks like she's got almost like a flamenco dress on. Oh, yeah, and it goes very well with her animations, too. I'll come back to that later. Okay. Uh, now, someone who disagrees with our appreciation of this outfit is Lenef, who thinks Nan's outfit is highly impractical for battle and probably wrote an angry Reddit post about it because she's not a realistic representation of an old deity. That sounds well, about right. I mean, who? Uh, most of their outfits aren't very... Uh... I don't know, or battle appropriate. Well, the battle maidens are in battle armor. Yeah. At least. Uh, that's a good point, yeah. And no. actually, no, I, I disagree with um I disagree with uh, Ryan's assessment here. I found that the majority of the non gimmick character designs have actually leaned towards the more practical. Yeah, especially for the main story characters. Yeah. Mages wear flowy stuff, but they're mages, they can get away with that. Ah, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, most of the actual frontliners, male or female, tend to wear proper armor, with the exception of Ardgrim, who's supposed to be shirtless anyway. Really? Well, yeah, he doesn't... Thirsty? He usually has his chest exposed. One, yeah. two, one, two, do you oh. hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, okay, oh, good. I, I had my I, mic I, disconnect and reconnect. Cool. I, I thought Arngrim got an alternate with similar. I don't know. No, I we mean, don't he have has a few different Arngrim. outfits, but generally speaking, he's he's easily the least conservative character, male or female, that isn't a mage. Yeah, actually. Now then, uh, 
It just so happens that Lyneth takes a known on a mission because all of her in her yards disappeared somewhere lately and she has some things to do. So she goes and hunts some monsters, uh, does some snowman competition randomly, and then Ingrid, one of her in her yards, shows up panicked, claiming she managed to escape Asgard. Thumbs up, Freya was using the in her yards as their little elf, with or without their consent, to fabricate Christmas decoration for the entirety of Asgard. What? Wait, hold on. What is Freya doing? Since when is she... Okay. She had a compliment and she found a way to keep herself busy. So yeah, you you get it, and it doesn't have a tragic ending on an, or anything. It's still a pretty silly uh, seasonal event. Yeah, that does uh, sound silly. At uh, least we only have one year's worth of seasonal event so far. So far. Yeah. So far. Now, we, we saw what they did comes, with Halloween. Yes. Now, when it comes to the units themselves, Christmas known is a fire archer. First attack is physical. The only the all the other are magical because she starts by randomly uppercutting a monster twice before shooting a variety of explosive starlight. And she is pretty average with a bit of a healing bonus, but nothing too exceptional. As for Christmas Freya, she's an ice mage uh, and she randomly kills monsters with ice sculpture. Like starting with throwing icicles on her skirts and then making giant evergreen ice trees and crushing them with a, a giant ice hill bayonetta style. Okay. Interesting. She also improves the team guard rate a bit, which is a pretty unique buff that can give her an edge, but otherwise, pretty average stats as well. Okay. So, as uh, for the. Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, as for the event uh, itself, it's a perfectly standard event with uh, two currencies uh, and uh, the chest opening system, but uh, it's been rebranded so that you have to decorate a Christmas tree, but it works exactly the same as the chest opening. Mm -hmm. Now, oh. you, you wondered about something? Uh, yeah, so it sounds to me like, um, much like other holiday events of this nature, it genuinely seems like uh, the characters are mediocre and you're really just buying them because you want the characters. Yeah, pretty much. There has been some exception. I think uh, Halloween, uh, Ethereal Queen is still one of the top two units of her kind. But other than that, it's pretty niche. Okay. Now, talking about aesthetics, uh, there's also costumes in the event. Okay. Uh, namely, you have alternate Christmas skins for the three main Valkyries, Lena, Frist, and Silmeria. Oh, very nice. The normal versions. It sounds nice at first, but the only three costumes of the three is the costume for Silmeria you get for event currency. Okay. Samaria being a gacha unit. The other two are locked behind pity tickets. 
two of them for each costume as well. Meaning you have to spend 18,000 gems to get all three of your Valkyries costumed up. If you already have Silmeria. Oh, that is... Bad. That is... Uh, that is... Yeah, like, they well, took an I'm already speechless. existing idea that was a bit dubious and managed to make the exact worst possible version of this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much... That is awful. That is hideously bad. I'm... I'm... Wow. Yes. But hey, you also get some free antlers to put on your characters. That part is pretty cool, but the <laughs> costume... Then no, the, the costumes for a... Not even yes. just a paywall. A stupidly expensive paywall. Like, the paywall is bad enough. Yeah, like, I have trouble reaching it. And I'm putting some money in this game every month. I, I mean, I will stop because of another thing that's happening as well. So, we also have, completely unrelated to this event, a banner rerun. We've already Again. had them before, uh, and we have uh, some of the top tier units that are available once more. We have Kokuyon Eventad Hakuei back, which are some of the best units. They're okay. back. That's good, so far. You get a banner with some thrown-in materials every time you summon in a special step-up. And on the seventh step, which is hard to reach given the amount of resources we have, but certainly better than the ten steps you need to have the pity ticket, you sure. get a guaranteed on banner artifact. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's not bad at all. Yes. Now you'll notice that there is one common thing between Eventide Hackway and Kokuyo, and it's that these two units were jackpot units. Right. As we uh, as a reminder, the jackpot version of the units are exactly the same unit, except they have different artwork and are much rarer. Right, they're basically foils. Yes. Now, there were already some caveats, namely the fact that you could have both the normal and the full version of the unit in your team, and they gave different bonuses for the Valhalla defense. But right. There's, these are with niche consideration overall. Then it turns out that this banner, well, first, you can get on the first steps the premium units. You can only get them starting at step four, which is already... Uh, That's pretty awful. 13,000 gems spent. And at this point, the chance to get uh, an unbanner at artifact unit is 1% each. The chance to get our uh, unbanner uh, start special uh, artifact unit is 0.05% each. Ugh. What? So that's the same rate. And if you reach the seventh step and have the guaranteed unit, it has an 80% chance to be normal and only a 20% chance to be the special artifact version. Which is a lot to spend for something that's purely aesthetics, but right. sure, why not? It's a full version. Yeah, at this it's point, they've been pretty consistent about their, if you want your pretty, pretty pictures, you gotta pay in. They've, they've been pretty yes. consistent about that, at least. Except they buffed the premium version, and not the normal ones. No! Significantly. They still have the same moveset on, any, on anything. You can still have both of them. But to give you an idea, even Tide Hackway goes from 
2,686 attacks to 3,224 attacks for her premium versions. And that's for all stats. Are you joking? I wish I was. I saw this decision. I saw the previous decision. And I will stop spending any single piece of money in this game. I will stop grinding events in this game. And I will only play it for the story of the event and the main scenario. That's it. I am stopping to grind this game because this decision is that bad. I am not accepting in one simple, wow. one simple bit. This I was like... this close for living altogether. This is like Ouch. the most epic of whale bait I've ever seen. This would drive me from the game if I wasn't already out. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. no, that's absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. I hope they get Yeesh. the message, but so far I haven't seen any outrage from where I've looked at, and maybe it's just me, but I find it completely unacceptable. No, I completely agree. You're locking... You're, you're, basic, you're not exactly paywalling, but you're making the chance of an exceptional unit that much smaller to the point where it is grossly unfair. Not the yeah, kind of games came are out at their core fair like to begin that, with, too. but holy... Wow! Yeah, that is completely outrageous. Yeah, it's, it's unethical. I'm calling it unethical. I'm hitting the unethical so, yeah. button. Yes. I love Straight this game, up. but I will stop investing any single cent until something is done with it, and I don't think they're going to do something with it. No, probably not. By now? Uh, did they do this in Japan? Is this a thing that already happened over there, or is this a global I, thing? I haven't checked uh, if it happened in Japan. I was too busy being outraged and enraged. <laughs> Please forgive my relative lack of professionalism on this issue. You no, know, I damn. I don't blame you for being angry. I would like to run down this information, but oh man, yeah. Oh man, um, this is this is that is a decision. That was a choice. That yes. was a choice from Square on this one. From uh, what's the name? Wonder Planet. Wonder Planet. Yeah, yeah, that was a decision right there. What the heck? That was a decision indeed. And I've made a decision in return. Understandably. Like, that's the kind of thing... And, and good on you for having the wherewithal to step away from this and not just accepting it, because we can't let this sort of thing happen. Yeah, because I love this game, but I love it mainly for the story, and I'm ready to spend uh, 25 euros a month to uh, help a little bit this game. But if this game is doing this kind of things, I don't want to help it. I'm going to take all the stories I can and until it dies, and then I'll move away. Mm-hmm. Pretty grim end to our series of topics beside our main topics, yeah, isn't that's, it? Yeah, that is, that is anger right there is what that is. Justifiably so. Like, that's the kind of... Could you imagine? Let's, let's go to FFBE for a second. Yeah. Can you imagine for just one minute... I have a perfect illustration. Yeah. Imagine you can get a special seven-star King Aldo, uh, Aldo King Grain without the chair. Yeah, without the At chair. At first, it's presented as an option. It's a special rare thing, but he doesn't have the chair at his seven-star level. It's a cool thing you can get very rarely. Yeah, it's literally um, just imagery. It just looks better. And then he gets seven-star and a half. Yeah. Out of the blue. It's, it's, this is so just beyond dumb. Oh my god, what is, 
What are they? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so Valkyrie Profile. Sorry, scratch that. Valkyrie Anatomia has basically turned to the dark side on this one. Assuming they they were already heading there, but this this yeah. is a bad move. Yeah, that's the drop. Now then, let's talk about live chat and live communities in Gacha games. Yeah, let's talk about something that's actually also really negative and I hate. <laughs> like because we know it how many times are people going to communicate with each other and just start bullying people good point been there done that's that, going to be the suffered. first thing that happens oh this guy doesn't have x unit he must be bad let's tell everyone how bad he is nope yeah not, not gonna lie i i'm the kind of person that's doesn't really support the idea of removing communication features between cooperative parties because it may lead to bullying. But I would absolutely, I know as well, I would absolutely bully someone for having an Angel Slayer or lack of equipment on his friend unit. Yeah, no, you <laughs> yell at someone for being deliberately dumb, that's one thing. I've done that myself. You yell at someone because they don't meet your professional standards, that's a whole other thing. And a whole lot of people in these video games, especially the top tier, like, hard competitive folks, do that. And I know this from experience for both MMOs and other gotcha games with this communication in, pl in play. It's, it's really unpleasant. And I feel like it's just going to be a platform for abuse. Oh, you guys, like, I was kind of thinking, like, it'd be pretty cool. We could have live communication and really make the right teams and get the good unit. And now, now it's all just gone because you reminded me that um, gaming communities are mostly talking. I mean, it's not is... everybody. It's not that you can please everybody. I mean, I've been in that kind of struggle in other mobile games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the thing the, is... The, bull uh, the bullying is really uh, oh. harsh. Yeah, and I don't want to say gaming communities themselves are, are toxic. It's just that you the, the toxic people that are in there kind of really stand out and and kind of, and just can kind of it's like a, what do you call that thing like a like a fly in the ointment or something you know one bad apple in there. Yeah, the problem yeah, is a lot of these free to play games yeah. don't have one bad apple; they have barrels worth. You said yourself that, uh, these does... communities are mostly toxic, and that's the that's the main reason I left the subreddit ages ago. I'm just like, I don't want to deal with you people anymore. Now imagine those people, or the Facebook people, who are even worse, with an open platform to harass other players. Uh, not just an open platform, an integrated platform within the game. Yeah. I think that's an important thing because there are sub-communities that already exist in Gacha games when it comes to uh, the ones where we met, for instance. Yeah. No, there are um, great smaller communities, but a general open one. Because the people that are there actively looked, uh, here, here is a community where I want to talk about this game. If it's integrated within the game, it's just people that play the game and then randomly chat, and random chats sometimes are very abusive in nature. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I wish we could get something out there, though, that would make it, you know, some kind of good way to communicate other I... than just stick. I would 100% be okay with that if, 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 if it was highly moderated. 
Yeah. And moderation teams cost money. Yep. Exactly. That's why it's probably never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this strikes me as more of a risk than it has any right to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess we almost have them now with our, like, Discord and, and groups and this and that, where you just kind of kind of um, count on whatever, um, you know, communities you're already in that you can know and trust. I mean, I, I started out, actually, of all... Well, I did start on Game GameFAQs, but then, like, actual, like, before Discord, I was in this Twitter chat that I love, um, and just really cool people there, no no abuse or anything, and, you know, we need somebody, hey, help me out with this unit there. Oh, so I God, guess that's that the might dream. be a better option. Yeah, it's, that's the thing about smaller communities. They're easier to moderate, and volunteers could theoretically do it, but the soon the more open you get, the more likely it is the bad ones are going to get in. You open it up to the whole game, yeah, there's going to be jerks. There's going to be jerks everywhere. But at the same time, I mean, it's strange because uh, I don't think I would like to have an open chat in something like FFB or Valkyrie Anatomia. There's actually an option for an integrated chat on an external site for Valkyrie Anatomia, and I've never used it. Yep, but at the same time, the lack of a chat feature solely—I solely miss it in Magic: The Gathering Arena somehow. And I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because it's uh, PC client-centric and there's more real estate, uh, screen real estate. That is. Maybe it's because of the competitive nature of it compared to a more PVE-centric progression in the other games. I'm not sure who's the culprit there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, certain games do do make it like Madden. Occasionally, I used to like to jump on the Mike and Madden or uh, or uh, like Gears of War. Although usually you j it, it's like good. So and bad, how often you know? do you get the thirteen year olds calling you the N word? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. I left. Uh, I one time when I beat somebody, then he there was a at least probably younger than thirteen year old leaving me a three minute message calling me many many times the n-word i was like uh yep. okay yeah and hard so, r i was like oh, oh my, god. my gosh so no. people are mad in madden yeah mad in madden <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm maybe i'm just super cynical but i am just super wary of public communication in competitive games i i you think know, it one, breeds toxicity one... Yeah, one kind of interesting, what about like messages, you know, like you can send and only like friendless people, like if they're on your friend list, you could send someone a message like an FFBE and be like, hey, I'm not sure if you know this, but your companion unit has no gear on it. Or yeah, how many people this, do you think, even if they're on your friend list, like how many people on your friend list do you actually know in person? Let's 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 start there. How well, many do you know? Well? Like you can know then if you have no way to communicate with them. Right? No, but I mean, then if there's like, you know, somebody says the bad thing to you, boom, delete them. Yeah, but boom, delete them doesn't solve the problem. In fact, most trolls yeah. would just laugh at that and be emboldened by it, believe it or not. It's funny, too, because I don't usually have this problem of toxicity, but only three days ago, there was this guy who was really mad at me at, in Paladins for no reason. And after s-talking during all the game he even went on and added me to his friend list so he could uh, say foul things again of course i didn't accept the friend 
cheap offer because I have better things to do with my time. But not everyone has this kind of chill and a lot of toxicity affects people way more than me and you. And I can you get the preservation need. Mm, good point, good point. I get the mental mental stress when it comes to people who keeps on going through this level of toxicity. Yeah, it's it's because pretty... I've, I've suffered a lot before FFB. Oof. It's it's not a great thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm it very... even went to harass it, 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 it even went to harass. It was the one point that I had to leave that game entirely. It's Aww. not really not really good for my health. Yeah, overall, it feels like having an open communication has uh, uh, a little to gain and a lot to lose. Because as I said, the people that want community do it on... Outside sources on Reddit, on yeah. forums, on Discord servers. And they can self-moderate, and the game itself can have nothing to do with it if someone decides to be extremely rude. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a good thing. I know it seems clunkier to have this whole outside community thing, but it genuinely feels to me like that's the thing we need to stick with. It's like... Communities for these games are grassroots by necessity. Yeah. It's and a nice and easy balance, but it's one that works so far. Yeah. No, I completely and that agree. brought us all together. So, yeah. Yep. I, I, would we, would, would this show exist if there wasn't, um, would this show exist if there wasn't these outside communities? Would I have met you guys? We're not even on similar ranks. I don't think you'd have ever popped up in my friends list or anything. Probably not. We just made this decision to be cool with each other outside of... Uh, outside <laughs> of the game itself. Well, and in these... to be fair, I make the decision to be cool with everyone because that's just how I roll. I appreciate that more than you might. Again, you you might notice I'm very very cynical about communities towards these games. So I I really do appreciate you, and I appreciate Ryan, who I met at meetups uh, here in California. You know, kite. I I don't remember exactly how we met. I think it was also in Lady Hero server. But mm -hmm. anyway, I I the the point is smaller uh, communities. Good. Let's go aside, ahead and wrap up. I think. As a little aside, how hard must it be to be a community manager for this? Oh having my to God. juggle between outside sources, finding them, figuring out, having how invested you have to be on everything. Well, hopefully we have a chance to actually ask Elytra that question if slash when she manages to appear on this show. Yep. Let's go ahead and wrap up. We've been going for a while. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to what I guess ended up a fairly depressing episode. Sorry, guys. Oh, thank you all for listening. It we'll was be back. well worth listening. Yeah, we'll be back next week with more of the games you love to hate. Have a good one, y'all. See you. Bye. -bye. Ding 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 ding.